All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, everybody, welcome to Dropping the Gloves with John and Tim. Hey, Tim, you look good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How you, how you doing? I'm doing good. You know what? I woke up at 4 a.m. again this morning. I don't get it. It's waking up early. It's just strange. But, you know, it is are what you, it is. Are you up for the day at that point or you go back to bed? I go and put wood in the fire and I kind of putz around a little bit. Yesterday I stayed up, but this morning I went back to bed for like another hour, but then I'm up by 6.30 anyway, so... Whatever. I don't know what it is. I must be, I must be thinking about something, Tim. You got Anyways, a lot in your mind, John. I must. I must. I must have a lot of my mind. Anyways, there was a lot of games last night. One. And it wasn't that exciting. So we're going to do a couple throwbacks, right, Tim? Yeah, a little old activities. I want to start. Well, actually, first and foremost, today is Wayne Gretzky's birthday. How old is Wayne Gretzky today? He's- Let me guess. Gosh, I, I would put him at 62. Uh, no, he's 60. It's a big 6-0. Wow. Yep. That's crazy. Okay. Good. Is he yeah. the best hockey player ever? He's up there. I don't know. He's, he's pretty good. He's up there. Are you, are you joking? Yeah, he's, of course. He's the best of all time. And no then it, it always gets into that argument of how would he be during this era? Would he you know, put up the same points, this and that. I think he would. I think he's the greatest hockey player of all time. That's just, I don't think that there's any argument. I really don't. He had longevity. He had the, you know, he played 20 some years. He put up points his whole career. People were like, oh, Lemieux. Yeah. Lemieux got injured. He got his disease. You know, he had cancer. You, you can't, you can't really fight that. So the great one's the great one for a reason. Anyways, happy birthday, Wayne. Yeah, I wonder if he was ahead of his time with his training and regimen and diet and all that, the same way that Ray Bork was. Like, was I he was it. he smoking and eating hot dogs, or was he kind of salads and and hitting the treadmill? I doubt he was smoking and hot dogging it up, but I I was disappointed by that answer. Yeah, because I, I, I do all these charity things and I talk to these guys, and maybe it's just the guys I'm hanging around. They're like, yeah, we didn't train at all. We would kind of lift lift a little bit before the training, before training camp, like a couple of weeks just to get our muscles ready. We would run a little bit, but that's about it. And I was disappointed where he was like, yeah, you know, I train year round. I do this and that. I'm like, oh, this is so boring, Ray Bork. Come on. 
Like, give me something. Tell me you're a pack a day smoker and you just ate terribly. Then you went out and you dusted off the bag in September and away you went. But he was ahead of his time, I guess. That's that's why he was the best defenseman ever, Ray Bork. He, yeah. Yeah, speaking of great defensemen, though, I saw a cool little graphic the other day that I wanted to maybe talk about a little bit. And it was a breakdown of the top NHL point leaders for defensemen by franchise. Some of these are obvious. Ray Bork, Paul Coffey, Brian Leach, Felix Potvin. Um, but there's Felix a whole bunch Potvin? Dennis. Dennis. Dennis Potvin. Okay. Sorry. Dennis Potvin. Um, but there's some less obvious ones. And some that really, really surprised me. So I wanted to maybe just put you on the spot a little bit and, and ask you a couple of trivia questions based on this, this little graphic here. Okay. Um, so first and foremost, the Anaheim Ducks. Who, do you, who would you say is the all-time points defenseman leader for them? That's a tricky one because there's a they're a newer franchise, and so it could be a guy who's only been on the team for six seven years who just puts up points. You, you want to immediately go to a guy like Scott Niedermeyer, who played there a long time, but he didn't put up many points, did he? So, gosh, is it like Cam Fowler? It is. It is Cam Fowler. Is it? Yeah. See that that's a tricky one. They try to trick you, but Fowler's been there a long time. He put up some points every single year. So yes, wow, good for me. Good for you. Okay. Uh, Phoenix Coyotes. Oh, boy. Just for strictly longevity, is it Derek Morris? Nope. No, not Jovanovski. Nope. Interest. Keith Yandel? No. Oleg Saprikin? No. Is it Oleg Ekman Larson? Nope. He's a a Finnish guy. Oh, boy. I I have no idea. Who is it? Teppo Numanen. Teppo. He was my coach in Buffalo. Ah, he played a lot of games there. I, I should have gotten that one. Teppel Newman. All right, all right. I like this trivia. Okay, keep going, keep going. 534 points. Uh, That's next, a lot of points. Man. Yeah. Colorado Avalanche. No. Okay. This is a tricky one because they've had a lot of good defensemen play for them. We talked to Ray Bork, and he, he listed off all the guys they had. Oh, man, but – you got to think it's someone who's played there for at least 10 years. I want to say Sandus Ogelinch. Nope. It's not Sandus Ogelinch. It's a Tyson Berry. Yeah. Is it really? Isn't that wild? That is wild because you, you think of Tyson Berry. He only played there for, what, four or five years? He had 307 points there. <laughs> Boy, he must have played there for a long time. Seven years did he play there? I don't know, Six but he had a, at least one season where he had more than 60 points. I'm killing this trivia. Man, oh, man. You're doing well. I'm doing great, Tim. Unbelievable. Vancouver Canucks. Again, it's a newer franchise. Not that new. Is it a name that we all know? Yes. Interesting. Oh, my goodness. Is it like a Matthias Oland or it's not that new? It's a little bit older? No, it's newer than that. Newer than that? It's Tyler Myers. Nope. (laughs) I don't know. Who is it? Edler. Edler's got 402 points there. That's impressive. Man, people put up points. Like, you just think, like, four or 500 points, that's a lot of points. Like, you're averaging a point every other game. That's impressive. How about that's a lot the of stinking points. Holy cow. Philadelphia Flyers. Oh, gosh. See, this, is, this one's hard just because they've had such a long history. But it seems like you're picking guys that are pretty recent. This one is not. This one's not recent. This one's an older guy. Yep. Well, how the heck am I? <sighs> Philadelphia Flyers, defenseman. I have no clue, Tim. Mark Howe. Oh, he was an all-star. He yeah, really was. Think so. He, I think he's a Hall of Famer, too. 
Okay. Um, last one here, and uh, this is kind of fun. I'm, I'm curious if you'll get this one. This is the Chicago Blackhawks. Oh, my word. Chicago Blackhawks. This is going to have to be an all-time great, I would think. Oh, my goodness, Tim. You're stumping the professional. Remember that show, Stump the Professional? Nope. I don't know if that's the title of the show, but I, I, I vaguely remember a title of the show being that. Um, Chicago Blackhawks, it is going to be give – me, give me an era. Okay. I'm pulling up his page now. It's the late 70s, all 80s, into the early 90s. Oh, my so word. So call it the 80s. That's like Michelle Goulet. He was a forward. Oh. Nope. Who is it, Tim? Doug Wilson. Was it Doug Wilson? <laughs> yeah. Everyone just knows him as a GM. He was a heck of a hockey player, apparently. He had, that, in 1981-82, he had 39 goals and 85 points. It's wow. funny that I, when I played for him in San Jose, I had no idea who he was. You know, going in, meeting him, doing our interview, you know, our meet and greet, this and that. I had no clue he played hockey until I was retired. And then I, I found out some sometime at a Blackhawks convention, Doug Wilson, this and that. He holds records. I was like, what? Doug Wilson? When you think of Doug Wilson, do you think of the GM or the hockey player? The GM. I didn't I mean I maybe I assumed he would play, but I had no idea he was that good. I wonder if that's frustrating for him where he, he goes around and he's he's well known because he's a GM of a hockey team for well over 10, 15 years. Is it frustrating for him where his whole hockey career has just been wiped clean because of his GM career? Especially like the the young guys coming into camp. Yeah. Are like he, They have no clue. He's like, hey, I had 779 points for the Blackhawks. I had no clue he played hockey at all. I was like, this guy's got a perfect head of hair. His teeth are perfect. There's not a chance he played hockey. Like, when not did you find out? Like, How did you find out? I was at a Blackhawks convention, and I think it was just another trivia just like this. And someone said, Doug Wilson played hockey. And I was like, get out of town. Like, yeah, he played like for a long time. He's our all time leading. Uh, yeah, so that just like this. Obviously, my memory isn't where it's supposed to be because I should have nailed that, but not, I had no clue when I was playing that he, he played hockey. So wild. I wonder if kids are going to be that way with like a Steve Eiserman if he's GM for another 10 years. You know, hey, you never know. You never. Uh, yeah, but he's like a household name. My mom. What about like a Bill? Name. What about like a Bill Guerin from Minnesota now? Yeah, yeah. If, if, if he sticks around in Minnesota for another 20 years, I, I guarantee you kids are going to come up and they're like, oh, hey, Mr. Garen. And he's like, yeah, I won a couple of cups. You know, I got this record. He's like, no, nah, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Time, Tim. Okay. So, <sighs> time never stops. You can't beat time. You honestly can't. Tom Brady's working on that. Tom Brady is – he picked the perfect spot in Tampa Bay. That team had a loaded defense. Their offense is unbelievable, and he's just riding the coattails. They of were a basement team. team until he got there, and now they are a bona You can't say they wagon. were a basement team. They, they are a wagon. I, and what does that mean, a wagon? They are a wagon. I hate that term. I don't <laughs> even understand it. Because when I think of a wagon, I think of you're an alcoholic. You're, oh, he's on the wagon again, or he's off the wagon. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so listen, before we move on from this, there's one more piece of trivia okay. from this that's, that I thought was fascinating. There's okay. one defenseman who's a franchise leader in points for two different franchises. Who is that, and what are the teams? Holy cow. You got to give me an era. You can't do this again. It can't be someone who played for, like, the, the Hartford or the California Seals for, like, a year, and then he I played mean, for some. Okay. He played. He was a first-round pick. Excuse me, I have a sneeze coming. 
He played in the 80s and 90s and into early 2000s. So you, so you know him. I'm guessing it's a guy who was on an expansion team or a team that folded and was only around for a short period of time, like the Atlanta Thrashers. It, was he on the Atlanta Thrashers? No, both, both are still franchises today. Oh, my goodness. This is a tough one. So I'm going to say he is – I don't know, Tim. I don't know. Who is it? Al, Al McGinnis. Is it Al? I was going to say Al Freddy. Al McKinnis. So St. Louis and Calgary. Yep. Yeah. Which which franchise did he have more points for? I'm going to say Calgary. Yeah. 822 compared to 452 for St. Louis. Holy moly. That's pretty low for St. Louis. I, I would expect them to have a higher point total. They've had some good defensemen run through there with the even just a guy like Peter Angelo. You know, he, he played yeah. there for a long time. That's surprising that, that that's uh, the lowest point total. Interesting. Anyways, moving on. That's ex- that's very good trivia, Tim. Oh, thank you, John. And most you of these guys are, are Hall of Famers, like you said, which kind of brings us into our next segment, which we haven't done in a long time. And I want to bring it back. The Hall or Not. I love this. We need to get a theme, some music for this segment. It, it is a very exciting segment. The fans love it. They really get passionate about it. I'm more of a negative person where it's like, no, he doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. I feel like the Hall of Fame is a pristine, pristine organization that you should got, you know, you got to do something special to get into the Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? I, I don't want it to be like, oh, every year we got to put in six people. We have to. You know, I, I, I wish it would be like one year there's one person who goes in or another year there's none. No one's worthy to enter the Hall this year. But that's not the case. So the player that we're going to talk about today, I'm going to okay. throw a name out there. I want an immediate <laughs> The immediate gut reaction, and then we'll dive into it a little deeper. Okay. okay. No. <laughs> the player, Ilya Kovalchuk. Oh, gosh. Um, no. No. Okay. So let's talk about it. So he just returned to the KHL for a two year contract. So he's not in the NHL anymore. But remember, this is the Hockey Hall of Fame, not the NHL Hall of Fame. So that's important to keep in mind. You have to look at his total body of work across multiple leagues in order to, con- to, to look at his ballot and his consideration. Um, in 926 NHL games, he has 443 goals, 876 points, so just under a point per game. In the KHL, in 298 games, he had 327 points. He's a five-time Olympian, won one gold medal, three-time NHL All-Star, three-time KHL All-Star. He won the Gagarin Cup twice, which is the KHL's um, you know, Stanley Cup, and he was the playoff MVP of that one of those times. He also won the Maurice Rocket Richard Trophy for most goals in the NHL. So he has quite a lot of accolades. And when you consider right. especially the international stuff, it's something the three champions or two championships. Let's unpack this a little bit. I, I don't necessarily agree with the international stats because where does that end? Which leagues do you recognize? Which leagues don't you recognize? Well, if the I'm KHL playing, you do. Why though? Why that one and not other leagues? Isn't it not? It's the best league in Europe. Right, it's the best league in Russia. It's uh, I don't know. There's a Swedish elite league. There's good leagues playing in Switzerland. There's good leagues all over the world. And to say that the KHL is on par with the NHL, it's just not true. You could take any NHL team and throw them in the KHL, and I believe that NHL team is going to crush any KHL team. Like for heaven's sakes, the Kunlun Dragons wanted me to come and play for them a year <laughs> into my retirement, and they're a KHL team. I'm like, fellas, like I'm not good anymore. They were going to throw like a boatload of money at me. So 
the idea that the KHL is on the same level as the NHL, I think, is laughable. I think you could throw together a solid AHL team, and you could compete in the KHL. And I'm not just I'm not just saying that to you know get a rise out of you. I honestly believe that. That's why so many people who go from the AHL do have great careers in the KHL. They they realize the path to the NHL is not there. Maybe their time is gone. That they miss that window, and they go to the KHL and have long, successful careers. You know, you see guys come over from the KHL all the time who, who struggle, who can't, you know, catch a break, and then they go back to the KHL and they're super successful. guy like um, who got drafted in Buffalo, Mikhail Gregorenko, struggled his first three, four, five years, went to the KHL, tore it up. Now he's back in the NHL trying to catch on again. We'll see how it works out. There's a few that come over and are impact players, but I don't, I don't think that's the norm. All right, everybody, listen up. Your company's salary cap is probably tighter than it's ever been, and you can't afford to miss on a new hire. Every person you add needs to fit just right, just like Tim does on the podcast. He fits perfect. That's where Indeed helps you hire great people faster. Indeed.com is the hiring site that helps you find quality candidates instantly with Indeed Instant Match. So you can do the part you really need faster, meeting and hiring great people. Unlike some hiring sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility, delivering a quality short list faster. Now, you want your quality short list fast? You need Indeed right now. Listen up. Our listeners get a free $75 credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is Indeed's best offer anywhere. Get a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire offer is valid through March 31st terms and conditions apply. What's so funny, Tim? I just, you're, you're exactly right. Because there's a player that, do you remember the name Brandon Bochensky? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember Bochensky. Yeah. So he came up with the Bruins and he was traded. um, Gosh, I forget exactly when, but he was traded for like a good player. Oh, we traded. Christopher Stieg for Brandon Brotensky to the Blackhawks, yep. which is just an absolute disaster of a trade. I mean, Versteeg's not a stallion, but he's a good player, and Bochensky was just not good. And he never really made the NHL roster consistently. He went to the KHL and led the league in points one year. Like, one of those years, he was a top three or five guy in the KHL. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, – and I, and I don't like to bag on the KHL. It's a very good league, but to say that, you're going to take all of Kovalchuk's stats and be like, oh, you know what, he would have done that in the NHL. No, he wouldn't have, you know? He's he's a very 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 good player, but I don't think you can take those stats and they can carry over. It's a different type of game, and it's not the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's the NHL Hall of Fame, and it's then, not. It's not. Yes, it is. And the only international stats I would carry over are Olympic stats and international tournaments. That's it. You can't carry over leagues. It, you you can't do it. The best league in the world is the NHL. All the other leagues they do not qualify for the Hockey Hall of Fame. That's it. That's your opinion, but that's just not the way it is. That's not what the league and committee votes on, and that's no. Just not- they, they, I disagree because if if I I know a guy, Kerry Goulet, he was a superstar in Germany. He played in the German elite league for years. He does a concussion, Gooch concussion, concussion thing now. He, he was super successful in Germany. None of those stats carried over. He put up up over a thousand points. Why isn't he in the Hockey Hall of Fame? Because Kovalchuk also put up nine hundred points in the NHL. Yeah, but it should be any league counts. Why, why doesn't a guy who puts up 2,000 points in the Swedish there, Elite League? I'm sure they're weighted differently. And maybe there's an actual like, formula that they use. Like, there's the, no the algorithm. No, it's the NHL and it's Olympic international games. There's no way. No. This, no. Kovalchuk will not make the Hall of Fame. 
No way, Jose. Not going to happen. He he was a good player in the NHL. He was never like one of the best players. I doubt he even got like. Did he ever make fifty goals or hundred points or anything like that? He did get fifty goals. He never had a hundred points. Um, like you said, he was never the best player in the league. No Stanley Cups, obviously. And and I wonder too, like the whole contract thing with the Devils. Does that kind of leave a little bit of a smear on his um, on his resume, right? On, on saying his... these weird words, schmear and stallion. Like what Schmier. is that? When have we ever called someone a stallion as a player? I let that I call one people fly. stallions all the time. We call them studs. It's just very strange. You call them stallion. But anyways, yes, I think so. You have to be voted into the Hall of Fame, and I think the people who do the voting they have feelings and they have a long memory and Kovalchuk did the devil's dirty. You know, he, he signed this $100 million contract for 10 years. He was going to be their guy forever. Then he didn't like the writing on the wall. So he cut bait and went to the KHL. I, I don't think that's ethically right. I don't think it's, I don't think you should be allowed to do that. You make a commitment, you got to stick with it. And that that's a stain on his career. And I think that'll stick with him. And not as much as like a steroid, you know, thing, but nobody liked that he did that. And then he came back and he, he had some, minor success he had some you know flashes of his former self but I, I and I I truly believe you don't think he's going to make the hall of fame right you, there's no way I think it's an argument but if I'm voting probably no but like you, you're I'm not throwing out the whole body of work like you are I think you have to take into account the age the age sorry KHL stuff the cups he won there um five-time Olympics like you said that, that counts one gold medal like this he's a he's an elite player he's a, well maybe I, I think we should have a conversation with Brandon Bachensky then. <laughs> yeah. Brandon Bachensky, did he even have 30 points? He won MB- MVP in the KHL. And that's I'm not saying you weigh NHL. all the leagues differently, though, John. There was a guy he played he was, with in Houston, Corey Tropp, one of the most skilled players I ever played with. Yeah. Unbelievable guy, unbelievable hands, couldn't cut it in the NHL, just didn't, could not take that step. You know what I mean? And there's hundreds of guys like this who are ultra talented but they could not take that next step to the NHL. So he was an AHL lifer. He went over to Europe, had a great career over there. And that's, that's okay. You know what I mean? Not everybody can make the NHL. Not everybody can be a, a top two line guy in the show. You have to be very uber, uber talented. And there's, that's a very, very, very small percentage of the players. But that being said, Corey Trapp is not a hall of fame guy. He went over to Europe, put up big points. He could have went to the KHL for 12 years, 15 years, and just crushed it but he didn't. He stayed in the AHL. He had a dream. I just don't see those stats being able to transfer over. I, I just don't see it. I truly, truly believe, and I'll double down on this, the AHL is a comparable league to the KHL. That's just where I'm going to leave it. And I'm not going to single out Corey Trapp specifically, but do you think when you describe these players who are just so good and so skilled that can't really carve out a career in the, a- in the NHL, is that usually because of that I mean, what you and Biz talked about, right? The guys that aren't willing to do the dirty things, aren't going to get in the dirty areas. They're there because they want to be the first line. They want to be in a power play. And they're not willing to adjust their game in order to take that next step. Well, yeah. And some guys can't adjust their game. Corey Tropp was a skilled guy. It's not like he's just going to wake up one day and be like, you know what? I'm going to be a, a power forward or I'm going to be a, you know, one of these guys who was a third and fourth line guy who, go, who goes out and throws my body around. He was five foot seven. 150 pounds you know what I mean like he he could not change his game he was either going to be a first line guy in the AHL or a first line guy in the NHL that was it like there was no there was no other option for him and other guys can can change it up like Steve Ott was a 
stud player in the, in the OHL. He put up massive points. He was able to transition in game to being a pest, being a um, role guy in the NHL where he killed penalties. He was great in the locker room, this and that. Some guys just can't do that. They're all skill all the time, and they just – there's no other way. It's a guy we see now, Nathan Gerby, who's on the show. He can't play on the third and fourth line. Like, Gerbs is a, is a first and second line guy. And that's why he hasn't been able to stick in the NHL. He doesn't have that type of body to be a third and fourth line guy. Yeah, he's feisty. Yeah, he gets in there. He's a water bug. He needs to be on the first and second line. So that's why he hasn't stuck in the NHL. And then, like, it's no fault on them. Corey Traub did his best, but it it is what it is. It's the nature of the beast. I I can't be a first line guy. I was a fourth line plug. I had the perfect body for it. You know what I mean? And it's just just the tools you're you're made. That's, That's what you have to work with. So, okay. So no on Kovalchuk. No on Kovalchuk. The ruling is in locked in. You can, I, if for all of these that we've done, that is the most hard. No, I would put a million dollars on no for Kovalchuk, unless he all of a sudden wakes up and Russia wins gold next year and he scores and he's the MVP of the tournament and they just crush it. Maybe, but even at that point, he's still a soft. No, there's no way. Okay. Um, final, final point here. I wanted to do a little check-in. We're about you know, 10, 14 days into the season now, and I want to do a, a, a Norris watch on Jake Gardner. Now check in <sighs> on his status. Oh, he is, he's having a season, boy. So he's got three games in. He's logged two assists. He's a plus two, and he has a power play assist. One of those Here's the deal with Jake. Play. They're not giving him ice time. I check his stats after every game. I watch his game closely. The coach is dogging him. When he started his career, he was getting 25, 30 minutes a game. He's down to 15 minutes a game. I don't like it. He needs more ice time. If you have a player of his caliber, you got to get him on the ice. I know Carolina has a strong decor. Maybe they're saving him for the playoffs. And if that's the case, good on Brindamore. He knows what he's doing. But not a bad start to a season for Jake Gardner. If you don't ask, if you know, not bad. Is he still your front runner for the Norris at this point? Well, if he would get on the stinking ice, they got hit by the COVID bug. They haven't played many games. He is in the conversation. I would not say he is the front runner at this point, but he is in the conversation, which is where we want to be at this point. You know what I mean? If, if he were to start the season with zero points, dash four, then we might need to push the panic button. He's got two points over three games. He's plus what you said? Three? Plus two. Plus two. Power play assist. That's not bad. He's on my fantasy team. I drafted him. I expect big things out of Jake Gardner. Honestly, though, he, he's a good defenseman. Any other team, he's a top four, potentially a top three. With Carolina, they're using him in a 5-6 role on the power play. I don't like it. I wish he would have a little more ice time, but they have a pretty strong decor there. So, I, you know, I'm going to have to live with it. Maybe he'll get dealt to a, to a team that can utilize him even more. I don't know. It's, it's hard to see a, a kid of his caliber not, you know, utilizing all his potential. It is what it is. It, it's sad. It really is sad, Jake Gardner. I'm his, I'm his uh, number one fan. Did you know that? Yeah, you have to be at this point. You're, you're leading the fan club. We've had people and buy T-shirts. People think I'm joking. I think he is an unbelievable defenseman. I've skated with guy, this guy in the summer. He is so good. He honestly is. He didn't get his due in Toronto. He got bagged on because of the game sevens. I get it. He's a good defenseman. If his back didn't act up, he would have been a perennial all-star. People wouldn't be saying anything. He would have had a couple of cups under his belt. 
Boston wouldn't be the Boston Bruins that we know. He would have shut them down in both game sevens. But say la vie, live and learn, you know. Life happens for a reason. Who knows? Carolina could go on a run of three cups in a row. Jake Gardner, get a couple Norris trophies, a couple Conn Smythe's. Me and him are partying up downtown Toronto. Well, this will be something fun to watch and, and keep an eye on throughout the season because I, I do want to check in on him from time to time and see where he stands among the the Norris candidates. And uh, right now, I think he's right in the running there. There's a lot of defensemen like him who are just steady as she goes. They get the job done. They're sound offensively. They're sound defensively. A guy who I, I compare him to is Orion McDonough. They don't get the accolades, and they're just very solid defensemen. And they go about their business, and they don't demand anything. You just plug them in. You're going to get 20 minutes, and that's it. You know what? They don't rock the boat, and they just do a heck of a job. You don't think McDonough's another class of defenseman to Gardner, though? I think McDonough is, is better than Gardner. I do. Yeah, but not that, that much better. I think McDonough makes more money. But they're yeah. very similar. You know, they're the same body type. They play the same type of game. I think McDonough's a little more gifted offensively where he gets in the rush a little bit, but not much. I think Jake Gardner is right there with them. And those type of guys, they win you championships. The guys who can go out there, do their job, not complain, not demand things. And you just you plug them in. You know you're going to get, like I said, 20 minutes, 30, 40 points a year, plus 15, boom. That's exactly like those guys are so undervalued and underrated. And teams need those guys. And they're, they're becoming harder and harder to come by because people just want the accolades. They want the press. They want the contracts, this and that. I don't know. It's a dying breed. Jake Gardner is one of the, one of the best out there, Tim. I know. Listen, if he was on Boston, he'd be singing a different tune. I thought this would be like a 30 second segment, but this is the, <laughs> you really are. You're passionate about this. Yeah, I love me some Jake Gardner. He, I, I, I honestly think those few game sevens, people have this conception about Jake Gardner and it's completely wrong. He's a good, solid defenseman. So you put him on the Boston Bruins. He's in the top Top three defensemen on that team. Right now, yeah, probably. Right now. Right now yeah. and right always. Yeah. He, who? He's last year who it's going to be Krug. It's going to be him. And who else? McAvoy's better than him. McAvoy, top three. There's your three. Carlo. I'll take Carlo over Gardner. Oh, Carlo is such a wagon. There you go. He's a wagon. <laughs> he's a stallion. He's a stallion. And the being, Bruins are a wagon. He's pulling a wagon. I don't even know if a wagon is good or bad. I Montreal's, used to eat, Montreal's a wagon this year so far. You know my favorite snack was as a kid was a wagon wheel. What are those? There's just a big circle treat, like a little cookie covered in chocolate. Is that like a Canadian a, like thing? A, like a wafer. I don't know. I don't know if it's Canadian or American. It, it really was great, and then someone at the company got the great idea to make the wagon wheels smaller, and I just was like, I'm done. You know, it's one of those things where you're expecting a, like a five-bite treat and then you get it open. It's like, this is a three-bite treat now. Like, what's the point? And, and you just think of the old treat and you buy them like, I'm wasting my money. And mind you, I didn't buy them at that point. My mom was paying for them. But still, I was like, mom, don't buy these anymore. They're skimping on the, the wagon wheels. It's a little thing, Tim. It honestly is. It's a little yeah, no wonder you can't sleep at night. You got this stuff weighing on you. A stinking wagon wheels. I also, here's, here's an update with the Iron Man too. So I'm going to be forced to do this thing. Are you serious? When? It's um, August. End of like, August in Michigan, in Frankfurt, Michigan. I tried to get my money back. And I didn't out and out say, like, I'm, I'm not training. I don't want to do it. I just was like, hey, it's COVID. Are you giving money back? Like, come on. Like, do me a favor. It's already sold out. And like, no, we're not doing, you know, refunds. You should sign up or you're going to re- forfeit your money. 
I was like, I, I sent another strongly worded email. I'm like, this is bad on you guys. You're going to take forfeit my money and you're going to make more money. And it's just, and like, no, you got to sign up or you're not going to get your money back. I was like, come on. So I'm in it to win it, man. Wow. So are you going to train this time? No, absolutely not. I'm probably not even going to finish this time, but I'm going to go. I'm going to get my free backpack. I'm going to get some stickers. I'm, you know what? I'm going to get a free t-shirt and then that'll be it. That'll be it. So yeah, away we go, Tim. I'm going to train for this one. I'm going to train for this one. You were so unhappy. You were so, so unhappy that day. Well, and I'm even more unhappy now. Like I, I spent 350 bucks for this stinking thing. And I was ready last year for it. I was in peak physical shape, and now I've just kind of let myself go. I, I gained the COVID-20, so I got I to get back on the horse. I got to get back on the stallion. Ugh, I don't want to do it. <laughs> Swimming, running, and biking. It's just like such a stupid sport. I don't know why I even started this. Maybe we can get a sponsor this time who can help me train. You got to start running right now, John. No, I'm going to wait until the summer when it's nice. I can't run in the cold weather. I ran this you. morning. Burns your lungs. It's not good for you. Science. Joe Biden said it's not good because then okay. you get COVID if you're breathing too heavily. So it's science, Tim. It's okay. science. I always know when to end the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. This was a fun one, Tim. Good job. Hopefully we can talk some real hockey on Friday. We got some games coming up. It'll be fun. Give a little breakdown of what's going on. There was no fights, nothing exciting. So we'll see. What, Tim? Why do you look confused? Well, no, we, we got to get another guest on. All right. We'll yeah. work on it. Should we get a current player or a former one? Let's get a current one. It's been a little All right. while. All right. Well, it won't be this week, but we'll see what we can do. All right, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Tim, stay cool. And we will talk to you. Uh, we'll talk to you stallions on Friday, you bunch of wagons. <laughs> Cheers. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind the scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.